Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, I have so much on my heart today that I want to rant and talk about, and I just recorded a whole podcast before this, and I literally don't even know if it's going to see the light of day because I don't actually know if I can force myself to hit set, to hit like publish. Um, so what I really want to talk about right now is friendships, friendships and the healing journey. So I started my healing journey probably a little young. Like um, I started as many of, you know, like I'm talking about in my adult life. So at the tail end of my college career, I was 21. I was 21 when I started this whole health wellness journey. And I know that a lot of people get into it in their late mid to late twenties. And for me, it was 21. I started having all the gut issues in the world. And for me, it manifested in a way that like, it was not worth it for me to drink because I was going to shit my pants the day after I drank. So like, I just needed to take some time away from alcohol because I obviously knew that it was impacting my digestion, like whatever the fuck I was doing. And if you're someone who struggled with similar issues as me, you know that the next day you wake up and a lot of people wake up the next day and shit their brains out, even if they don't have the digestive issues I did. So for me, I stopped drinking mostly at 22. I think the, the, when I was 22, I drank like four times that year, maybe five, like the whole year. So for me, definitely scaled it back compared to like the binge drinking I did in college. Um, definitely scaled it back. And it was really only like once a month ish, less than that. Cause I started really trying to be conscious about drinking and not drink as much because it impacted my gut and it impacted my health. And it wasn't worth it for me at the time. If I was going to do all the things I was doing, spend money on supplements, try so hard on my diet, like it felt like I would be backtracking when I was drinking, which I was. And so I cut it out. And for me, that really, really impacted my friendships. Um, so I was a bit of a party girl in college. I was definitely a life of the party type of person. And my friends knew me as that. They knew me as the one who always was down to go out and was down to convince you to get other people to go out to high energy, life of the party, always a good time. Um, always the one that was going to peer pressure you to take shots. And I still do that even when I'm sober because I think it's funny. <laughs> so that was the person that I was. So obviously the switch to not drinking was a big one for me and in my personality and in who I was and in who people saw me as. And so I had all the, and I had all these friendships from high school and all these friendships from college. And they were obviously going to shift as I shifted. So I think that like a big part of me, I know that some people can maintain their same relationships and their same friendships as they go through the healing journey. But for me, it just like was not a thing. Like it actually physically could not have happened because all of my friendships were like what, what those friends did to hang out was always surrounded around alcohol. And it was boring as fuck to me when you're not drinking. It's just boring. Like if, I'm not saying that we can't do things and alcohol can't be present. Like if I, I even have game nights now where I'm like, yeah, bring whatever drinks you want. Right. Like bring like, and people bring like a six pack and split it between two people, whatever. But if what we are doing, like the main point of hanging out is drinking, it's fucking boring to me as someone who's sober. And I'm going to tell you this from your sober friends, it's fucking boring to them. 
Like if you're like, why can't you just come out with us? It's so fun to go out because it's not fun to go out. Like unless we're going somewhere where I can dance my little ass off, it's not fun to go and hang out with a bunch of fucking blacked out people and people that their goal is to get drunk or their goal is to feel the buzz or to feel the high or whatever it is. Like it's just not fun for someone who's sober to do that consistently. Like it's not fun. And for me, um, I think that Part of why it was so hard was because I was 21, 22. And that obviously is what my friends liked to do because that was what we used to always do in common. So like me changing wasn't going to change what they did. And I did hope at the time that if they wanted to hang out with me, knowing that I was sober, they would have invited me to do something that didn't center around alcohol, but they didn't. And I also think that that drove a little bit of a wedge between us, at least on my um, side, because I wanted people that valued me as a person and who valued what I brought to the table and cared about what I thought and cared about what I was doing and wanted to do something that both of us found fun. And I never told anyone I found it boring, obviously. And I think I conceptualized this later. I don't think like initially I really, really understood that I truly found it fucking boring, but also it made me feel super isolated. Like when I would go and I went multiple, like I tried to be the person that still hung out with those people, but every single time it wasn't even just because they were drinking. Like I could have drank a mocktail, but it was so boring to talk to the same people about the same things. Eh, That's it. That was it. We talked about the same things, same people, same things, drinking and then they got drunk and then you get it it was like the same it was a groundhog day it was literally every single time we hung out was the same exact fucking thing and years and years and years and years had gone by but it felt like it was just reliving the same experience so to me not only was it boring it was super super isolating because I felt like I had nothing in common with these people because that honestly bored the fucking shit out of me that I went to hang out with them and I felt like we would just do some iteration of the same thing have the same conversations and so on and so forth like that just wasn't it for me I think that as I got sober, I craved more of a sense of connection and people that understood me and that wanted to do things that I found interesting, right? Like game nights, escape rooms, sports. Um, I don't know. I'll even do like a class or something like workouts, that sort of stuff. Like I just wanted to do something that was more stimulating than drinking and having the same conversations. Let's call it what it is. Like it was just more stimulating. Like it, and maybe other people were too stimulated in their jobs on a day-to-day basis. So they needed this to like decompress. I just needed something different. And so those friendships we grew out of definitely, um, I did not feel seen, heard, or loved by them. I did not feel like anyone ever wanted to talk. I mean, I just felt, like I said, I felt like it was the same conversations all the time. It didn't feel like we talked about like deep things. It didn't feel like we really got to know each other differently or deeper. It just felt like it was always some version of the same night, no matter, like it was just always going out or like going to this bar, going to this restaurant or going to this like event that centered around drinking or going to a tailgate. And then, you know, it just all felt like the same thing. And so my friendships drastically shifted when I started healing because I stopped drinking. And I think that that was a huge part of it. I also think another huge part of it was, like I said, my whole entire identity shifted. I went from like being a good time and like always going out to, I didn't want to do that anymore. It was not, it was just not fun to me anymore. And I know that that was probably a hard pill for some of my friends to swallow because let's be real. I was killing the version of 
me that they knew, like I was killing their friend and becoming a different version of me. Like it was a whole rebirth process, but I could not go back to that old version of me because it felt so inauthentic as like I grew and as I learned and as I, I learned more, it was just such an old, inauthentic, like it was like a 20, it was very much college me. It was very much college me. It's actually great that I can like put it in a box and be like, that was college Courtney. And then after I graduated, I became like a whole entire different person. I'd say the first year ish out of graduation, I wasn't an entirely different person, but like, as that time went on, I really did become it. I really did become an entirely different person. And it wasn't just because I was trying to get healthy. It was just because my priorities were shifting and changing. Yes, I was trying to get healthy. Yes, I was trying to heal my body. Yes, what I thought about all the time was healing and blah, 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 and how things were impacting my body. But also it just like didn't feel like they wanted to grow into different stuff. It felt like we were stuck in college, but just pretending we weren't in college. And I felt like I was rapidly like shifting into a different version of me. I was becoming a fitness instructor. I was doing all the health coaching certifications. I became a beauty counter brand advocate. Like all of these were at like 22, 23. I stopped drinking. I only ate organic real whole foods. I meal prepped for like three hours on Sunday. I was very strict about waking up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym, like that sort of stuff. And when you're surrounded by people that don't do the same things as you, um, it just isn't as stimulating anymore. And it it just, I couldn't do it. And I think that also part of it was like, because I didn't necessarily feel this, like they didn't outwardly not support me. I think that they tried to support me the best that they knew how. I just also don't think that it was things that they were interested in either, you know, like, so the lack of like, I'm just going to say support for lack of better words, the lack of like support in who I was becoming was like evident. Like it was evident to me that like, it was okay if I became a different version of myself and it wasn't that they were going to stop inviting me or stop liking me. But like, they also didn't like ask about things I was doing. They also didn't necessarily seem as interested. And so the energy there was palpable that I wasn't like, and I need to be clear about this. None of this was what they said to me. It was the energy that was there. The energy was that we just weren't on the same wavelength anymore. Like the energy was that we were not on the same wavelength anymore. And that old me, like college me was the one that was best friends with them and fit in with them and they loved. And then this new version of me, it just didn't feel like there was any sort of place for me. And if you've ever felt like that as you healed, my heart goes out to you because I have cried so many nights over this. Oh, this is going to get me. I've let go of all these friendships, truly. Like I have let go of them, but I've cried so many nights over feeling so alone in friendships, or I would go into a crowded room with all these people that, I mean, they loved a version of me, but like I felt so lonely. And so that's why I stopped hanging out with them because it felt better for me to be actually alone or just hang out with my fiance than it did to be in a crowded room of people and feel some of the loneliest I've ever felt. So if you've ever felt like this, I truly understand and I feel you. And like I said, I don't even necessarily think that it had to do with me not drinking, but obviously 
that, you know, didn't help the situation. It further drove a wedge, it further drove, drove us apart. It further just spread the distance between us. And so I'm not, I wasn't starting from scratch, but like, I did not have my college friend group anymore, which was a lot of friends. And then I did not have my high school friend group anymore because we just drifted apart. And I'm not going to touch upon that because that was, like I said, I, I, the podcast I recorded before that said, I don't know if it's going to see the live day because I sobbed and I couldn't get through it. Most of it, um, that was about the first half of it was about my high school friendships. So I don't, I'm not going to touch on it. I'm just going to say we grew apart because we did, but I'm, I'm just not going to get into it because I don't need a sob and breakdown again. I would like this podcast to see the light of day. Um, so I'm not going to say I was like starting from scratch, but like, yeah, I did not have very many friendships that felt supportive and like a safe space for me. I was not friends with my high school friend group anymore. I was not really friends with my college friend group. I was friends with a couple of like, you know, the here and there friends that you have like from clubs or from sports or from my business fraternity. Um, my best friend right now, we were just, we were, we got close in college. We actually went to middle school and elementary school and high school together, but we got close in college. And so like she was the main constant in my life. And I'm incredibly grateful for her because there were so many times when I felt so lonely and I felt like I only had her and my fiance. And even so, so now let's fast forward. So now I have a decent amount of supportive friends, but most of them aren't around me. Most of them are from the internet. Most of them I've met on retreats or at um, events that I've traveled to that we've all traveled to. And so I feel very, very grateful that I have a more supportive foundation now, but sometimes I still feel lonely because I don't necessarily have that supportive group that I can call up on a Friday night to come do a game night or something. I mean, I have a couple friends here and there, but I think that obviously the healing journey felt a little isolating. And I know a lot of people feel that too, because a lot of the times in order to heal, you have to let go of a lot of the old versions of yourself and a lot of things that are tied to the old versions of yourself, which for me was a lot of friendships and other things. And I don't feel like as adults, we're ever really taught how to make friends. I um, I feel like as adults, like <laughs> most people just roll over their friendships from convenience, like from high school and college and stuff like that. I don't really feel like we're taught how to make friends. And I know I've tried really fucking hard at least. So I also don't live in the crunchiest area or the like most holistic area. So there aren't as many people or as many events that are like surrender centered around health and wellness. Um, at least not for 20 year olds, it might be like for 40 year olds, or at least that I've found, um, if there are other ones hit me up, but I've definitely tried really hard to seek out adult friendships amongst other people that either don't drink much or don't drink just cause I don't want to just get into some iteration of the same old friendships where it was just like everything we did was centered around drinking and where I get bored. Like I want things that we do to be centered around the activity. And then again, I don't care if people drink, like it's not that it's just that I don't want everything I do to be centered around drinking. I, I've done intramural sports. I tried to meet a bunch of people that way. I met a friend or two that way. 
I've become, I became a fitness instructor actually because I wanted to meet people. That was literally the reason I became a fitness instructor because I was like, this will be a great way to meet friends. And one, I was a little bit young for the demographic at the time. And then I met a couple of friends and again, it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be, which is fine. Like you keep going, you try other things. I've gone to a lot of events here and in Philly to try and meet in-person friends. And a lot of those just haven't stick. No, no biggie. Haven't stuck. It's no biggie, but it's just like, I think that people don't realize all the trial and error it can be to find like close good friendships like as you become an entirely different version of yourself and like I said I found mine either at Cellcore conventions or at retreats like I found some really close friendships or other courses and I'm super grateful for that but this doesn't stop me like I still put myself out there all the fucking time like I ask girls on girl dates like is that weird I don't know probably but I'm gonna do it anyways because if I want those friendships I cannot sit in my house and hope that someone knocks on my door and wants to hang out with me. Like, that's also not really how it works. Like, you, like you have to go out and you have to do things and you have to go to places where you want to meet people. And you have to sometimes chat people up, sometimes in a fitness class, sometimes at the coffee shop. Like, I've done plenty of that. And I'm doing even more networking. I feel like that's 2024 for me. It's like putting myself out there again because I feel like I hermited a little bit. And it's okay if all of it doesn't stick, but like, I think people that feel so much fear around putting themselves out there and then they don't like, I feel all the fear that you do of putting myself out there, but I just choose to not listen to it and to walk up to people and to be scared shitless and to ask someone to go get coffee, even though I feel like they're probably going to reject me. It's like asking someone out on a date again, but I do that because I also know that like when I find those soul friendships, it's absolutely worth it. And I think that also putting yourself in positions where it's like more vulnerable friendships. Like, uh, like I said, the I have some really close friends from the internet. And that is also because when you go to retreats, you're just like stripped bare. And I feel like it doesn't start with small talk. It starts with like, oh, that was the chronic illness you struggled from. I'm leaving my husband. Oh, we're both going through these big things at the time. Like, let's just, let's just be there and hold space for each other. Which is like wild to me, but also I love that because the small talk like actually exhausts me. Like it's it's great and all, but I want to be like stripped bare, truly. Like that's how I have created some really close friendships. I That's how Emily and I got close. Like we were friends from meeting at a Cellcore convention and from talking on social media. The reason we got fucking close was podcasting. Like we got very close podcasting. Why? Because we were vulnerable and we were our real, true, authentic selves. And we had conversations every single week for like an hour plus. And that's how you create a close bond. And I'm not saying you have to start a podcast with everyone, but like sometimes showing people the realest, truest, most authentic versions of yourself not even sometimes it is key. It is key to making those longer, closer friendships. And those ones where you feel so seen, heard and loved. And a lot of those people that I have met at retreats, I feel very close to now. I feel very seen, heard and loved by because they have seen me very vulnerable and they've still held space for me and they've still loved me. And it's this version of me, right? It's not the old version of me where like a, my friends held space for me. Of course they did. I was coming out of an emotionally abusive relationship at 20 and my whole life and my whole paradigm was shifting. Almost all of my friends at the time held space for me, for that version of me. And I love and appreciate them for it. And I'm so grateful, 
but this version of me needs to be held differently and is different. And so that's part of what's been so helpful for me finding friendships truly. I think if you've never been on a retreat and you're looking for those soul level friendships, you'll find them there. Um, because you're all there to cut through the bullshit and through all the small talk and just get into the raw, real parts of you. Um, and it's so incredibly authentic and it's so incredibly just real. It's just how, I mean, I think we all literally cried at the last retreat I was at last year. Like, I think every person in that room cried. And not that that's like, we're not trauma bonding, but not that that's what bonded us. But I think that that is a beautiful foundation to a friendship, knowing that you can be held someone by someone and knowing that they can like hear some of your demons and some of your secrets and some of your most vulnerable parts. And then that is how you're starting your friendship. So you know that they love even the vulnerable parts of you. And so I know this podcast took a, like a weird turn. I didn't really expect it to, but I just think friendships when you're healing, we're taking it back to that because that's what it was, or friendships as you heal, friendships as you're healing can be a very healing part of it. Letting go of old dated expired friendships and leaning into ones that feel like they support this version of you and like they see, know, and love this version of you and they love the vulnerable parts of you is really magical and wonderful and it really can help shift your healing so, so, so much by just having a support system. And if you're like, where do I get that? Hit me up. Let's find some people for you. There's people in my community. There's people in your, we'll just like, you know, join a membership, go to a retreat or frequent your coffee shop, go to those events. I don't know. There's a lot of different options. I don't have the keys, obviously, because I even said that I don't have as many in person, but I do know that there are some people that I am inviting to my wedding that I've only met in person once or twice. And the beauty of the internet is real. You can make some really good friends there. It's worth a shot. Hit me up. Let's let's chat. Let's do an online game night like we did in fucking COVID era. I don't know. We'll find people for you. Because I think that, yeah, part of the healing journey is finding people who can hold space for you and who can love every version of you. And I think that's a good place for us to land and that feels complete for me. So if you liked this podcast, please leave a rating and review. Please subscribe. Please share, like screenshot and share it to your stories or share it with loved ones or send it to anyone that you think would benefit from it. That is how people find out about me. And I'm so, so incredibly grateful for all of you and for being here. And I will catch you in the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,